0: Smart, fun, intelligent talk. With Armstrong and Getty. Morning 6 to 10. High-Heart Radio Station. Talk 650. KSB. Rancho Cordova. Sacramento. Some big money right there. Um, what time's the rain coming in? Oh, any minute now. You
1: son of a... <laughs> <laughs> Depends who you are and where you are, yeah, Exactly. Right. I got the sunshine yesterday. You know, me, very. Oh, yeah. And it was nice, nice, oh, nice. Oh, the week,
0: fantastic. Yeah. I already
1: have a tan line.
0: Woo! So we, oh, yeah. we went and bought a little football, like a little Nerf football. Yeah. That's a big five, specially designed for extra good spirals. Oh, I catch yeah, the love oh, the Nerf fun. So much fun. Oh. Yep. Let's get the news now with Marshall Phillips.
1: I will point out, over the weekend, I wore my uh, Bermuda shorts oh, for the first time. Right, you uh, to post that yeah, Why are, why why are, are we not site? having pictures? All right, all right, all right. <laughs> High-capacity gun magazines will remain legal in California following a federal judge's ruling on Friday. The U.S. District Judge, Roger Benitez, upheld his earlier decision blocking a California law that would have banned gun owners from possessing magazines having more than 10 bullets. Now, the California arm of the NRA had sued over the law. Benitez sided with the group's argument, banning the magazines would infringe on the Second Amendment right to bear arms.
0: We're never going to come to a solution to all this in a way that makes sense, I don't think. The, the battle, the wrestling match will go on for the rest of our lives. How do you feel about high cap mags? High capacity magazines, Jack? Yes. Oh. The ability to fire off 20 rounds, if I've got a 20, you know, a 20 mags, right. um, without having to reload. Reloading takes, with, with the you know, your modern pistol, roughly four seconds. Mm-hmm. I mean, you are slowing down. I mean, if the point is to stop mass shootings, I think that's the point. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, it takes four seconds to switch from a ten, from one ten to another. Four seconds is four Which seconds. Is
2: enough time for me to shoot on a double leg on the assailant, right? It just gives yeah. you any window. It gives like, you yeah. give the four seconds you didn't have. It's not nothing, but it's not much. Nearly released data
1: showing that enrollment in California's public schools has dropped significantly this year. The drop is the largest decrease in the past five years. School populations are shrinking. And we've got uh, the Daffodil Hill in Amador County. Just opened up to visitors this past, past weekend. Now it is closing down because of anticipated rain this week. Whoa! So the hill will be closed as the rain moves in. 58 degrees right now in West Sacramento, 57 in Citrus Heights. That's the lecture News. I'm Marshall Phillips. And now get ready for another action packed hour of the Armstrong and Getty Show.
0: Does we seem to be in agreement that Joe Biden is done? This is just uh, a, a big old, uh, it's not a straw, it's, it's like a bundle of sticks uh, or a log that's breaking the camel's back. It's just one too many negatives. God, I don't, I don't know. I don't, Him sniffing and creeping and snuggling I, on women. I'm not sure. I think in our modern culture with the whole Me Too thing and everything, I, I think if everything else was fine. I think if he was Beto or whoever else this would do you in. I just, I don't think you survive that right now. <clears throat> uh, yeah, it's a particularly bad time to be a sniffer. <laughs> we got this text. We're talking about Joe Biden. And there's plenty of Google. Go on YouTube. There's plenty of videos of him nuzzling women's hair. And Google creepy Joe Biden and enjoy. <laughs> uh, we had a creepy friend who would always make a sexual innuendo or comment about us swinging with him. We multiple times said that was out of our bounds. He did it with everyone. No clue if he was being super creepy or into it or what. He was testing. We just had to cut him off from uh, our world to make it stop. I only text that because I'm reminded there was a guy that uh, brought that up to my wife one time. Hey, we're uh, we're into swinging. uh, You want to do that? And we said no. no." He never brought it up again to his credit.
1: Well, yeah. Uh, yeah.
0: I think if you change your mind, you'd probably let him know. (laughs) Hey, we rethought that. Yeah, I'd like to see you sweating on top of my wife. Oh, boy. Sounds fantastic. <laughs> jeez. Well, that's not all that happens, right? Isn't it? Well, no. You get to
2: sweat on top of his Are wife. Are there nerves?
0: <laughs> <laughs> right. And coffee will be served. <laughs> oh, and one more text. Somebody said, no, you, you shouldn't have, The anticipation is the worst part of needles and stuff like that. You should have surprised him with it. Oh, jeez. And he wouldn't have had his time to build up the anxiety. <laughs> yeah, I, I get that, but... The psychiatrist and just I don't know human nature made me think that was a bad idea. Yeah. Like, you, like your kids are going to spend their whole lives thinking what terrible thing is about to happen because that's the way my parents do it. Because they're sure not going to tell me. Right.
2: Yeah. <laughs> thanks. Thanks for that input, <laughs> sir, or madam. And I think having his brother being able to no, well, no, I've had to that that yeah. seems like a really powerful seem to thing. make a difference. Yeah. Okay, so this is this
0: story. That's that's my transition. This is this story. <laughs> Skillful. It's called being a professional. Oh yeah. So I'm just gonna read Yashir this. That was that. <laughs> and never the twain shall meet. I'm just gonna read <laughs> Yasher Ali's text thread because he basically wrote the story. I mean tweet thread. He basically wrote the story in tweets over the weekend. Uh so stay tuned. Listen to this, will that, you? That name See, is vaguely familiar. Sean, who is that? Sean knows this person.
2: Uh, he's a, a journalist that I've I've Followed on Twitter for some time now. He writes for several various magazines, Huffing, Huffington Post, but that doesn't necessarily lend him credibility. But I find him to be a very good journalist.
0: But but th- th- it makes this story better that he's left-leaning. Yes, absolutely. He's a progressive journalist. Keep that in mind during this story. Yesterday, I received a call from at Daphna Linzer, because this is in tweet form, who serves as the managing editor of NBC, MSNBC Politics. want to make sure we're all following here. She's a big deal. Managing editor of not just MSNBC Politics, but NBC Politics also. I didn't know they had them together. That gives you an idea of what NBC is and mm-hmm. probably why Meet the Press is so freaking off the tracks at this point. Right. Daphne's conduct during the call was highly inappropriate and unethical. So what was the purpose of her call? She called me to bully me on behalf of the DNC. He goes on with his tweets. This journalist, Yasher Ali, who's more on her side than Fox's side, but still was bothered by this. Daphna, who oversees the political coverage for NBC and MSNBC, was calling to bully me into delaying the publication of an innocuous scoop, and at no point did she advocate for her network. It was only about the DNC. Here's how it all started. Yesterday morning, I received a tip from a trusted source. The source told me the DNC would be announcing the dates of the first 2020 primary debates later that day. Remember last week we heard that? Yeah. The dates of the first debates. The Sarfs gave me the dates they would be announcing, June 26th and June 27th. At first I thought it was just a fun tidbit that I could tweet out. But after I called several presidential campaign staffers, I learned that all the Dem campaigners were desperate to learn what the dates were going to be, so I decided to post the scoop as an item in my newsletter. This wasn't a huge scoop, but it was a decent one, so I quickly called the DNC to fact-check the tip as I was running out of time. The dates would be announced on MSNBC at 4 o'clock. It's important to note that almost all of my communication with the DNC was off the record. So I won't share most of what was said, but can tell you it's pretty run-of-the-mill stuff. I asked the DNC if my tip was accurate. They asked if they could call me back in 10 minutes. A few minutes later, they called back and asked if I could delay posting my scoop. For another hour or so they go through their important notification calls to do the state parties. I told them I couldn't wait as the news would leak and leave me without a story. That's all I can say about the call. Two it's minutes later It's not much of a story, but Oh that's what he's saying. Oh, it's right. innocuous. Right. Yeah. That's all I can say about the call. But two minutes later I received a call from Daphna. That's the woman that's in charge over at NBC. I've never spoken to Daphne by phone. A couple of years ago she reached out to me to see if I wanted to have coffee and talk about working at NBC News. But I declined. I was actively investigating NBC matters and thought it would be strange if I discussed a job. So when I saw Daphne calling, I assumed she would be ask me to would ask me to consider delaying my post so that MSNBC could announce it first. Given that this that's was what a, I assumed you were leading up to Given that this was an innocuous scoop and not some investigative story, I wouldn't have lost sleep if I had delayed. But that's not why she was calling. After exchanging pleasantries, Daphne told me she received a call from the DNC and was told I had a story. Now, it's not strange that the DNC called her. They were coordinating an announcement. What was strange was what she was calling to say to me in a menacing tone. She asked if I could hold the story, and I said I couldn't. She was agitated. Why not? I said I'm not going to lose a scoop. Then she got angrier and said, why not? It's not a big deal. Let them make a few phone calls. My jaw dropped. I realized that at Daphne Linzer the head of all political coverage for NBC News and MSNBC, wasn't calling to advocate for her network. She was calling to advocate the DNC's position. She wanted me to wait so they could call state party leaders. I thought to myself, this is how people think it works. It's not, but Daphna was doing it. She kept pressing me. Now I acknowledged for stuff that isn't about serious investigative reporting, there is no problem holding on to something, but I knew once others got the call, I would lose a scoop. Daphne reminded me she was a national security reporter at WaPo for 10 years and they would hold stuff all the time.
1: You know, when I was 8 years old, uh,
0: walked outside with my ice cream cone and licked it too hard and I lost a scoop.
1: And I cried. I cried that day.
0: Boy, every kid has done that. You lick and the scoop falls off onto the floor, of your lap or the car seat or whatever. Oh, wow, that's heartbreaking. heartbreaking. Well, I know how heartbreaking is. I've watched my kids burst into tears. Mm-hmm. If that happened to me today, I would. (laughs) Blubbering. But anyway, where where were we? So she counters with the look. I used to work at the WAPO as a national security reporter. We would hold stuff all the time. He notes in parentheses, yeah, so people wouldn't get killed. All right, devil's advocate question. Is that just her reasoning because she doesn't want to come out and say, come on, come on, come on, come on? We get the announcement. They gave us the announcement. Don't take the announcement from us. Oh, well, what about the DNC? It's not fair to them. They have to call. Her. Maybe she's just, she knows her argument is just weak. Or do you think she's actually looking out for the DNC? Well, that's certainly what he thought. Yeah, Yeah. clearly. Yeah, and and he's again, he's not a right winger. He's not a Fox guy. Um. Well, I couldn't believe what she was saying. Again, it's fine for me to print the story an hour later. Beat her own network by three hours. She just wanted me to let the DNC inform state party leaders. Why the hell did she care? Yeah. I kept telling Daphne Noah that I wasn't waiting, and she kept getting more frustrated. She was exasperated. She didn't understand why I couldn't wait for the DNC to make their state notification calls.
2: Yeah, the fact that she was advocating not to hold it until we make our announcement, but just hold it an hour so you can break it still ahead of our network. Mm Mm-hmm. But just so the DNC has time to make calls, I think it takes away yeah. her her good point roundabouting her own network. I was interests.
0: I was so surprised that she was talking this way with a total stranger. The head of the political division was trying to bully me at the behest of the DNC over a dumb scoop, even though they may not have asked her to. Um, Daphne started a sentence with "This is off the record." She hadn't said at the beginning of our conversation, and most okay, he didn't into whether or not he could talk about this. I'm not one of those gotcha reporters. I think it's bad for sourcing relationships to make people like they constantly feel like they have to say off the record. But Daphne isn't a source, and she was calling to intimidate me so she doesn't get the benefit. That's yeah. why he's willing to go forward You're with You're here. Um, that, that's pretty interesting. This is off the record. If you print that, I'm going to kill you. So No, this, no, <laughs> you don't get to do that. This is interesting because Tucker has been pointing out for weeks now that the Democrats will come out with something in the morning. Nancy will say it. Chuck will say it, whoever will say it. And it's clearly the talking points of the day. Every Both sides do that. Everybody does that. You, sure. you can pick up early in the day what the talking points for the day are from both parties. Because everybody says the same thing in their interviews. Uh-huh. They clearly sent around a memo and said, okay, this is what we're saying about this. Have the old caucus meeting. Yeah. Right. That's no big deal. That's politics. But Tucker has been pointing out how then MSNBC and CNN will say the same things in their opinion shows or even in their news shows, mm-hmm. as the talking points that the DNC had earlier that day. And he wonders, are they coordinating with them, or do they just pick up on the talking points and put them out there as if they own their own language, using the exact same phrasing? Right. Well, this would lead you to believe that maybe it's as as coordinated as the DNC gets a hold of her at NBC and says, this is what we're saying today. We're saying it's an outrage. Mm-hmm. Or, or whatever. There is no crisis. Or or, or, or it, Trump's manufacturing a crisis. That's right. what we're going to say all day long. That was a big and then, one. <laughs> and, then, and then NBC says Trump is manufacturing a crisis. He uses the exact same verbiage. Yeah. Yeah. Hannity does the same thing on the right. Um, but I, I, I would It depends just say on whether it's the opinion shows or the news shows. I was going to so. say, the distinction is... Because you, you said opinion shows, but I see it all the time from the anchors, the right. news anchors. Um, yeah, that's that's wild. But it's not surprising to me. I mean... Well, that yeah, Maybe I'm exactly. Cynical, but, but that's what that's what Yasher says in that one tweet. He says this is this is the way people think it works. Who who hate NBC, mm-hmm. and he's saying it doesn't, but it did here. Yeah, it did in this case. Huh. that's pretty interesting. Yeah, I'd say it is. What what was his name? there? chief uh, course or chief political correspondent um, who who came out and said I would never vote for Republican ever. Was that uh, well, that was Lawrence Richard O'Donnell? Lawrence. Oh, that's oh, Lawrence, Lawrence O'Donnell. O'Donnell, right? Yeah. Not Richard to, Lawrence, sorry, Richard. Picture Lawrence O'Donnell if you've ever watched his show on MSNBC. Right. He is a socialist. He says so out loud. I mean mm-hmm. that that's his thing, and he was NBC's top political commentator. Like Brian Williams would have him on in the evening. It might even have been Tom Brokaw at this point, mm-hmm. who to say, "How's the presidential race looking to you?" He's supposed to be the unbiased. I'm giving the whole world. Yeah. And then at some point they got into a conversation where he said, "Oh no, I would never vote for a Republican, under any circumstance. No, under no circumstance." And he was no longer the reporter. He said out loud what he wasn't supposed to say out loud. Right. He right. ended up with Whoops. his own show on MSNBC. Right. But so I guess it shouldn't be that surprising. Well, the effort to uh, assassinate the character of uh, little Tucker Carlson has really uh, um, increased. He's in the spot. Accelerated. Yeah, and it's getting actually dumber and dumber and thinner and thinner, in my opinion. Maybe we'll touch on that before the uh, end of the hour. Are you having sex right now? Oh, boy. Probably not. Kind of not your business, dude. <laughs> People are having less and less sex, according to a new survey. And the numbers are dropping mostly because of young people? Wow. That's where the sex was happening with right. the young people. Please stay tuned for these shocking numbers coming up on the Armstrong and Getty show.
1: Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. Announced plans for new digital menus at their drive thrus that will offer customers
0: suggestions based on what they order. For example, if you order a salad, it will suggest you stop kidding yourself. <laughs> People who ordered salads also ordered. I texted oh, yeah. this to my brother. I'm a person who orders salad. I know that. <laughs> I texted this to my brother over the weekend watching Saturday Night Live. I said, I vote for Leslie Jones as the least funny cast member in the history of Saturday Night Live. Mm. God dang it, she's useless. Sounds like racism to me. Okay, then I'll throw in that I fact that Keenan Thompson is the best cast member in the history of Saturday Night Live, and he's black also. So sounds... now what are you going to do? Sounds like affirmative action to me. Um, Somebody sent us the... Uh... No, we don't have time for that. Never mind. You're probably watching Saturday Night Live instead of having sex. According to this new survey... What are you, the sex police? (laughs) The share of Americans not having sex has reached a record high. What's most interesting about this is the the new high number is driven by young people. Right. So when I first Uh -uh. heard this story, I thought, okay, here's my guess. We're living longer... We got more, old, more, more people in their 80s, 70s and 80s than we've ever had in the nation's history. It's people getting older, losing spouses, whatever. And, that, and so they aren't having sex. But it's not. That's not what's driving it. It's young people. Right. If you would have told me when I was like a 23-year-old <laughs> that young people, particularly young men, were going to stop having sex for years at a time, in the future, I'd have thought, was there a nuclear war? I mean,
1: Some what happened?
0: fundamentalist takeover of the country? I, I, I mean, you're right. Completely just, baffled. <laughs> something major would have to happen. Right. Right. Just refuse to believe it. La, 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 la. You know, it just it can't be. So I got three numbers here on the graph. It's people who have sex weekly or more. People who have sex monthly. And then people who have no sex at all in the last year. The um the weekly or more has dropped from nearly fifty percent in 1989. Nearly fifty percent of adults were having sex weekly or more in 1989.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It has dropped down to below forty in that amount of time. Mm. The uh, monthlies have stayed more or less. Did you flat. say fifty nine? It's gone from almost fifty to about thirty nine percent. Okay, all right. A people, percentage of right. adults are okay. having sex. Uh. We clear more. But so the number on you haven't had sex in the last year has gone up from 19 to 23. Not a huge move, but that is the highest number that they've ever had of people that haven't had sex in the last year. And it's driven by the young, mainly the young. The biggest chunk of the people that haven't had sex in the last year, a spike, 18 to 29-year-olds, 23%. 18 to 29-year-olds. It's driving that. Driving that. So Gene Twenge a professor of psychology at San Diego State University, and she wrote the book iGen. I think we talked to her, didn't we? Yeah. Why today's super-connected kids are growing up less rebellious, more tolerant, less happy, and completely unprepared for adulthood. I remember talking to her about that. She said in an interview that growing sexlessness among Americans 20-something is primarily attributable to partnering up late, later in life. I don't know if I believe that makes sense. I think, yeah, yeah. You think so? Yeah, coupled people have more sex than uncoupled people. Oh, I don't doubt that. Oh, so just having a boyfriend or girlfriend, not getting married or living together. Yeah. Well, Yeah. yeah, if you don't have a boyfriend or girlfriend, you're less likely to have sex. There's no doubt about it. Got a few more stats. We'll have to hit you with that. Yeah, you remember that big Atlantic article we talked about quite a bit about young people having less sex. It's just an astonishing change in an astonishingly short time. Wow, behavior so basic to an animal. No kidding. What's and I up? am an
1: animal. What's coming up in your news, oh, yeah. Marshall? Democrat strategist warning to Joe Biden about dealing with the hair sniffing incident. And we had a really interesting Second Amendment decision just coming down. Story's coming up. Why didn't Joe Biden become president? He couldn't stop sniffing hair.
2: You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show.
0: Somebody pointed out on the, on the text line that saying Leslie Jones isn't funny on Saturday Night Live, in fact, I said she's the least funny person they've ever had, is what got... Milo Yiannopoulos kicked off a of Twitter. Yeah, that's right.
2: It was the, about the Ghostbusters movie.
0: Over... I think he phrased it. He didn't poorly. <laughs> he didn't yeah.
2: tweet out Leslie Jones is not funny, and then his Twitter account was revoked. That <laughs> that's not what happened. Good, because I don't want to <laughs> give us the, seriously ten second version. If uh, you can. It's much more complex than that, and it involves a pattern of repeated behavior. Ah, uh, pattern yeah, of repeated behavior has... like
0: sniffing hair, nuzzling necks, yes. grabbing shoulders. Oh,
2: oh. The old grab snuggling,
0: and sniff. Speaking of Joe Biden, so our uh, handsome producer Hanson has come up with lots of pictures of Biden hugging men too. So he's just he's just really huggy.
1: Yeah, he's, he's just a huggy all the
0: way around. I swear, we got this tweet Oh, over oh th- come on. It, 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 those are pro-hugs. But with the girls, it's nuzzling. He's he's smelling close with them. Yeah. Uh, okay, he's
1: sniffing on Obama
0: there, but he's the president.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, I got more on this. Let's get the news now with Marshall Phillips. Now,
1: former Vice President Joe Biden says he never meant for the hugs and the shoulder squeezes. He has long doled out to women to cause them any discomfort. A Nevada Democrat named Lucy Flores says she felt really uncomfortable in 2014 when she received a kiss on the back of her head from Biden during a Democratic campaign confab.
0: Very unexpectedly and out of nowhere, I feel Joe Biden put his hands on my shoulders, get up very close to me from behind, lean in, smell my hair, and then
1: plant a slow kiss on the top of my
0: head. She she does say at some point that she didn't think it was a sexual thing, which I think is interesting. Um, And I don't know what it is. We got this tweet. Seems more likely he sees himself as a benevolent father figure and treats everyone, especially women, as people who want his blessing. I think there's some, he's a he's a yeah, very he's a very serious Catholic. I think it's kind of pope like, mm-hmm. priest like, which also gets you into some strange territory. Or an intriguing notion of just like you know I, I, I love you as a human and want you to be successful and let me smell your hair and I don't know it's it's weird. I don't think you're going to get to run for president, but well, I've observed not only in my own life but hanging out with you for however long it's been, huggers have no concept of their effect on non-huggers. And they can't believe anybody would be a non-hugger. That's interesting. That gets to the, he didn't mean to make anybody feel uncomfortable. Right. I feel uncomfortable. Everybody, every time somebody, not my wife or kids, hugs me. So should I complain to someone? He made me feel uncomfortable. She made me feel uncomfortable. Absolutely. And they would say, I had no intention. Being a victim is the best thing you can be. And they'd say, I had no intention to make you feel uncomfortable. Well, you made me feel very uncomfortable, which it does. Right. It just oogs me out. Some people are built that way. Um, But I don't think they ought to be penalized for it. Of course, if they stuck their nose in my ear and
1: <laughs> smirred <laughs> my hair, oh, boy, uh, my clothes would be rolling around on the floor fighting. Laura <laughs> said, uh, no doubt about it, she felt uncomfortable. It was
0: shocking because you don't expect that kind of intimate behavior. You don't expect that kind of intimacy from someone so powerful and someone who you just have no relationship whatsoever to. To touch you and to feel you and to be so close to you in that way. If Vice President later President Selena Meyer, the fabulous uh, debut of the final season of Veep last night on the home box office. Yes. um, If she
1: did that to me,
0: I'd assume we're getting it on. I'd I'd assume. Wow, that's forward. Okay, am I into this? I yeah, I guess I am. If a woman came up to me and put her hands on my shoulders got in close with their nose and kind of nuzzled me. Yeah, I think i got to find you after the speech. Yeah. We clearly have a thing. Obviously, there's been an offer made. Yeah, that's true. All right.
2: But Devincer- that, that's
0: part of the difference in the roles of men and women, though. True enough, and and Biden might have that whole Pope thing going you're describing. I now, don't know. again, I've been saying all along, I don't think it's a sexual thing, but he does have some sexual needs. I remember listening to the IMAS show, and if you know the radio show, the Imus show. On, on years kind of ago, and he was a it's big tedious. and Imus was a big deal going way back many many years. He used to talk a lot about how Biden was such the tomcat in between marriages. His, his wife, he had horrible car wreck, family right. dying right. stuff right. like Tracking. that. Yeah. But he he really ran around and was very very successful man about D.C. Mm. I don't think he ever claimed anything inappropriate. But yeah, he clearly has sexual desires.
1: Um, well, I'm not no. sure that's an indictment of the man. And, no, it's <laughs> not meant to be
2: an indictment. But If you uh... go from career kind of Tomcat like you were describing, the person who is going to be the last one to realize that, oh, I don't have it anymore, is probably going to be that person. Mm. So there there very well could have been this this interaction that he had with people his entire life. And because he was of the same age as the people that he was doing it with. That it didn't come across as being Young, inappropriate. Suddenly, former
0: athlete guy.
2: Or just whatever. Just powerful, he, was, he was better at reading the, the, the situations. The times were a little bit different. But if he's just still running the playbook that he was running from his 40s and 30s and 50s yeah. and uh, there's a lot of decades yeah, in right. between there where he is now. Right. Which is, I think, the biggest issue. That his playbook is just outdated. And that yeah. what was once acceptable is now becoming more and more creepy I wonder,
0: I wonder if that plays some role. Yeah. It'd be like... With Charlie Rose, maybe when he came up and massaged women's shoulders when he was forty, they didn't call it the crusty paw because he was younger and
1: handsome.
0: So, is the female analog to this the uh, the was hot as a younger woman and still does the. I'm so pretty and ditzy, and you'll do whatever I want because I'm so
1: pretty. Thing. <laughs> right, right,
0: And Which uh, becomes rather off-putting oh, oh, at yeah. some point. Oh, yeah. yeah.
1: yeah. Could be. High-capacity gun magazines will be remaining legal in California following a federal judge's ruling. U.S. District Judge Roger Benitez upheld an earlier decision blocking a California law that would have banned gun owners from possessing magazines holding more than 10 bullets. A California arm of the NRA sued over the law, but sided with the group's argument that banning the magazines infringes on the Second Amendment right to bear arms. I think if you appeal this case 20 times, there's a decent chance it would go back and forth each time.
0: I wonder what the Supreme Court rules... It's okay, rule. it's not okay. It's
1: okay, it's not okay. Just because this, well, this is such a wobbler. Yeah.
0: I personally would prefer to have magazines that will hold 20 rounds, but... um. Whether or not the founding fathers in the Second Amendment with the well-armed militia meant this, I have no idea. I don't know what the Supreme Court's going to rule. I'm surprised that a judge said this. How about we come to a cultural understanding and preach it from every pulpit, every community meeting, every classroom, every everything. Just because you're mad doesn't mean you get to hurt people. That's evil. It's cowardly. It stinks. It paints you as as, uh, subhuman. You don't get to hurt people because you're angry. Why don't we just start there?
1: The NCAA men's Final Four is set after Michigan State stunned Duke yesterday 68-67, and Auburn took down Kentucky 77-71. Anything can happen in March for the first time Auburn is going to
0: the Final Four. It's disappointing if you're rooting for a great team, because I've had the team I always root for, the Kansas Jayhawks, lose when they were the number one seed many times. Yeah. Um uh, but what's also exciting about it is it's just one game, so everybody can everybody's got a shot to beat anybody, and that that's what makes it fun. But you know, the best team doesn't win. The best team that two hours wins, but the best team overall doesn't always win. You know, every time I hear uh, Duke's name, from the university, I, I'm reminded that you can buy a title of nobility.
1: <laughs> and here, I, here, I'm looking
0: at here's the couples Lord and Lady title pack. Um, let's see, standard or premium? Hell, I'm going premium. An extra sixteen dollars. <laughs> most people in America, Most people in America hate
1: Duke basketball.
0: It's just a yeah. thing. Unless you went to yeah. Duke, you probably hate Duke basketball. They made a joke about it on Saturday Night Live. As long as it isn't Duke, and the crowd went wild. Right. It's Just people hate Duke. It's the Cowboys in the seventies, the Yankees in the forties yeah. and seventies and eighties or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm not seeing any. The titles and nobility I really want. I'd like to be the Duke of something good. Tell us what you want us to call you. We'll just start calling you. You don't have to have the official title. What would you like us to call you? Mmm. Baron Vaughn something. I haven't finished it yet. Okay.
1: Oh, just let nice Or
0: just the Baron.
1: <laughs> the Baron. Okay. Okay. Baron. wow. Yeah. How are you doing,
0: Baron? A yeah. <laughs> no do. Baron. <laughs> What's better, a Duke or a Baron? Oh, I don't even know these <laughs> things. Oh, it's Jack
1: and the Baron. They're <laughs> a good name. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, in the morning. Ten hits in a row. I'm Marshall Phillips, I'm the Armstrong and Giddy Show, the Conscience of the <laughs> Nation. Is
0: Joe Biden done before he ever gets in? I think he is. I don't think he will run now. If I had to bet my own one thousand dollars, I would bet that he's not going to run. Of course, nobody thought the governor of uh, West Virginia would last. Nobody thought Trump would survive the Billy Bush tape. Sure. sure. you don't you're not you can't always tell. Never mind that. which which would be better to be a baron for a count? Or a duke? Like if you're a count, yeah. you have to buck like this. Ugh, I don't I don't think you do. <laughs> I might be a count. I'm going to research being a count.
1: Okay, and I'll get back to you. I wonder how often counts
0: have sex. More on the sex survey coming up. Shockingly low amount of sex being had in this country. More people than ever before are not having sex for years at a time. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty
1: Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. We'll